0: Have you ever wondered how deep tech companies actually start? Well, we were too. So in this podcast, we'll be interviewing
1: scientists and entrepreneurs that have taken their ideas out of the lab and turned them into startups. I'm
0: Antonia. And I'm Christina. And this is Startup the Science. Hi, everyone. And welcome back to another episode of Startup the Science. How
1: exciting. Woohoo. <laughs> Today we have a great startup from Denmark joining us. Represented by Serena, who's a very enthusiastic startupper.
0: I don't think I stopped smiling once. No, during this, it's uh, very easy conversation. To keep I <laughs> didn't say anything, but I just listened to her because this is this is Sur- the magic of Serena.
1: It is the magic of Serena. Yeah, they are very lucky to have her. The name Seluji might ring some bell if you're an overly attentive person (laughs) with a great memory because they are the winners of AdmaCom 2019. And in one of our previous episodes, Ferdinand Bartels mentions them as one of his top favorite startups. Uh So they do very amazing things in their startup. (laughs) They're saving the planet. They really are. So what is the main problem our planet has today? It is plastic. Well, Wow. Well, okay. That's, this is debatable. I mean, it's debatable. But one of the main problems. problems. <laughs> this is like war and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, then there's hunger. also you know, hunger. Yeah. But also plastic. Plastic, plastic
0: is plastic is A problem. A yeah. problem.
1: So CelluG is solving part of the plastic problem. We're going to hear more about it in a bit. But if you are also frustrated like us of all the plastic packaging you see in supermarkets, then this episode should be interesting. Also, if you want to hear more about what it's like to be a startupper. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, you I wanna- like what she has to say about pitching.
1: Yes. She has some great tips on how to be a passionate Pitcher? I don't think pitcher is the right word that I want to use here.
0: that's a baseball term yeah. have. So, yeah. Um,
1: well, someone that does startup pitches. Mm. Mm.
0: All right. <laughs> if anyone knows the word for this, <laughs> contact us.
1: Anyway, let's get this show on the road, shall we? <laughs> so Serena. here's Serena from
0: G. Hi,
1: Serena. How are you? Good day, Antonia. Um,
2: I'm doing fine. <laughs> Even better now that I'm talking to you.
1: Aw, it's lovely to talk to you again, and we're very happy to have you on our podcast today. So today we're talking about Celug, uh, which is one of our favorite startups. We're big fans. And there are many, many things we love about SellUG. But I wanted to ask you, we usually start by asking, what is the problem that uh, your startup is solving? So can we talk a bit about that, and then we'll get into the more fun stuff about your company?
2: Yes. So CellUG is a Danish-based startup. We have been out there for a little bit more than two years now with the idea and as an established uh, company and firm, we will have uh, our two-year-old birthday in April. Yeah, we we will celebrate just like the the last year as well. As a young company, as a biotech company working in this um, very highly relevant and also with a lot of pressure from the market field, which is the plastic replacement, Celogy is actually providing the right alternative to fossil-based single-use plastics. And our material or our alternative is 100% renewable based or resource-based biocellulose that we have been bringing with different forms into the packaging industry by the moment. Uh, You're talking to Serena, I'm the engagement manager and one of the partners in the company, and I've had the responsibility to take care of different stakeholder management, collaborations, relationships, uh, visibility with different networks, different competitions, um, investors meetings and and such. So you'd, you'd find me everywhere and I can talk to everyone. And that's a <laughs> little bit <laughs> on, on the company uh, to start with. And then, of course, we will dive more with the other questions. But... Very important to say the right alternative to replace single-use plastic in the world at this point.
1: And that is very, very exciting. And uh, what we've noticed is a trend as well as that we get more and more startups working in the sustainability space and trying to make a difference and um, use less plastic, generally help the world use less plastic. So let's dive into the solution a bit more. Can you tell us just a little bit or as much as you want about how Cell UG does this? How are you trying to replace single-use
2: plastic? So we are using uh, white technology, what happens is that we collect uh, waste, for example, fruit waste from different uh, fruit leftovers, from different food providers and then we run a bioprocess with some bacteria, special bacteria, we go through some sterilization and cleaning, a downstream process and at the end we have our product Ecoflexi. Ecoflexi is a patent-pending product at the time of speaking. So as a product, um, Ecoflexi kind of enjoys multiple features. And I I couldn't emphasize enough, or maybe if I didn't do it, I'll try again. It's 100% bio-based, so zero microplastic in it. We have gone through certain certifications that our product uh, appears to be Food grade positive, recyclable with paper and board, also compostable in room temperature, which means that our product can start disintegrating within four weeks, whether it's in contact with soil or some rotten fruits and vegetables. Some of these features that I just mentioned, they make Ecoflexi, our product, the most sustainable alternative in the market to replace plastic packaging, right? And then in the meantime, other features of Ecoflexy are within the same comparability with the plastic. For example, the water barriers, the high temperature stability, oxygen barriers, and so on. Ecoflexi also enjoys this like openness to have a different type of product for different type of whatever we want to pack, food, cosmetics, other versions of different products that we would like to pack with Ecoflexi. So it's very flexible. We don't have a a -a one-of-a-kind material, but we can plug and play uh, different features for different products and then have Ecoflexi in, in a variety of forms.
1: So it's it's quite versatile, and if we were to imagine it uh, in in real life, we can imagine it as a thin, transparent foil, for example, like the kind we see vegetables in the supermarket wrapped in. Is this one of the most common applications? At least from from my memory of ecoflexi.
2: So this is one of the applications. This is the most uh, favorite application for the end consumer because they are very worried when they go in the supermarket and buy food that has an unnecessary plastic sheet that it's covering this this food products but that of course we have our formulation which comes in different forms but it mostly plays a role to uh, have a functional benefit for barriers in paper and cardboards or also being an additive for paper and cardboard at the same time. So it's a uh, multiple usage that Celogy uh, and Ecoflexi provide out there besides the thin layer that is um, what it's again the most favorite of the end consumer what is yeah most reasonable for the eye to understand and perceive how this packaging makes a difference out there.
1: And so the wonderful thing about it is that as a consumer if you buy if you know, your product would make it to the supermarkets and would replace the existing plastic packaging. As a consumer, you would buy this and then you can throw it in your, uh, in your bin and it disintegrates together with your compostables within four weeks or after four weeks.
2: Yeah, so the good thing is that we have the, uh, usually we have the paper and cardboard bin which is the most familiar one uh, that a a family could have. So you could throw it there. You could throw it in the usual bin where you have all the other type of waste. And then it either disintegration might start there or it could start in the landfills because there's always soil and rotten fruits and vegetables over there. But of course, some of the families, especially if you're living in the countryside or if you're very much a fanatic for having a good impact in the environment, then you might even have an organic compost and over there after a while this can become a fertilizer for your for your garden so it's very much uh, beneficial that way for the throwing out like the end life cycle this is where the sheets can have the most applicability right because this monomaterial breathable film uh, with all the other features printable sealable translucent recyclable and compostable that's where uh, you will have it uh, mostly seen. The same will happen with the additive, you know, for, for paper and cardboard because that's also recyclable. But at that point, we are just making sure that existing packaging materials are not having multi-layering, right? Because you sometimes buy, let's say, uh, meat on a cardboard, and then you see a very thin plastic layer underneath, and that cardboard, even though it's uh, yeah coming from from uh, paper divergence, it still can't be recycled because of the thin plastic layer, right? But if we put EcoFlexi on it, here you go, it's solved and it goes into the paper bin after a while. So it's, um, yeah, very easily disposed at the end of the life cycle. No need for a new collection system, no need for a new sorting system, simple.
1: That is amazing. And we really love this product. Obviously, it was very popular during AdmoCom as well, where G won the main prize. Uh, last year in 2019. So one of the reasons, of course, was the technology and how impressive it is. The other reason I think for uh, you guys winning this prize was also the team. You have a really wonderful team and we're very happy that you have a female founder, which is always nice to see. And I wanted to ask you to tell us a little bit more about how Yuji started, how you came to this great team that you put together. What's the story of the company?
2: Yes, so uh, we are based in Aarhus, right? And uh, in the city, we have uh, the biggest and the oldest university in Denmark, Aarhus University. Uh, Isabel and Debbie, the the, the brightest scientists on, on this earth for the moment for me, <laughs> actually, they um, they came up with this idea after going around into the different supermarkets and finding out that there are some organic foods packed in plastic. So it, it was frustrating for them. So they, they, they started uh, elaborating on this while they were doing their... PhD and postdoc in the university, even though Celagy didn't come from the research that they were already having, right? So it was completely pure, you know, two ladies in the lab that like each other get along, their brains work in the same wave. Let's compete in this um, faculty, actually competition called the Dean's Challenge. So they did a few, um, a little bit of research and they started upon the case and then they they could have the first idea presented. They actually won that um, competition at that point, and it was November 2018. Yes, 2018 or 2017. I can't remember Somewhere around there.
1: <laughs> it is confusing. Time flies. But I think it was 2017. 2017. If I
2: it's 2017. <laughs> exactly. See, I can't remember all the prizes. We have been winning so much that <laughs> we can't place them anymore. But at that oh, point, uh, nice. as, as per now, uh, I met them during the competition. I was a presenter and a coach while being there. So at the beginning, I joined as an advisor and I saw how Debbie and Isabel also uh, acquired their third co-founder, Parun who's uh, great with the numbers and the financials and the business intelligence of the of the company and then definitely we started working on the first couple of uh, grants and fundraising for having the 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 research that the girls have put together into real science and a real product actually very quickly the last 2 years we have raised more than 600,000 euros into soft funding. And we have had multiple collaborations, especially with the industry. And recently we have won some major prizes in the international arena. So it seems like uh, the company is, uh, is progressing quite well. And then definitely, uh, as you said, people really like the product because it shows a lot of promise. And we also see that once people get to know that there is a right alternative to certain types of uh, plastic packaging there's such a high expectation on us uh, as a team but also in in the company so it's sometimes a big struggle to deliver very fast because you know usually biotechs do not have this uh, rate of um, like growth and progress like Cellgy, and that's where we've been thriving and as you said it's mostly because of the team I, I call it another family and we have found a way to put all the complementary skills together but also learn a lot meanwhile and accept mistakes and 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 read and go places and do not take anything for granted well in this journey so it's been it it's been multiple challenges while acting so we have not been the the lazy type the uh, we have not been applying the work-life balance in Denmark very well (laughs) Uh, sometimes we have been also uh, making small sacrifices on our personal side but I, I mean this is To our understanding, it's completely normal once you really desire for something to happen and you really want to make that happen as quick as possible. And this is not only for the business reasons, you know, everybody's trying to find alternatives to plastic and a lot of money is being put into uh, public policies and many companies and corporates are uh, arm. Blackmailing like or whatever I want to call it, uh, their packaging, <laughs> their packaging providers to uh, provide with something new. You know, sometimes I have to use some uh, strange terms just to okay. put the emergency <laughs> even higher. But I mean, all of these, they are their business concerns, right, to move faster. But for us, it's because we have seen that in two-year period, we have had amazing trials in the lab scale, providing with great results in in the product side. So we see that we can do much more on it, and of course, we can't. Uh, take it slow and we can't wait for things to happen without being on a move. So, yeah.
1: that makes sense. And I mean, that also explains your your very fast progress, also how you're winning all of these awards in Europe, as well as in other parts of the world. I was recently very impressed to see you pitch in China as well. A very tough place to pitch because culturally it's quite quite different. The style is quite different. But when you presented, Celia G, everyone was was impressed. And I also wanted to ask you a bit about that. I mean, your passion is very obvious for the product, for the team, for the company overall. How do you manage to to find this really, okay, for context, first of all, you are probably the best startup pitcher that we've seen. (laughs) I think everyone would agree uh, because you seem to be really in love with the product, but also you manage to get everyone else excited and also aware of what the problem is and why it's important to solve it. And I'm just curious to know also on a personal level, how did you become such a good presenter and how, yeah, how did you manage to, to get this, this great style of, of, of presenting and getting everyone excited?
2: Yeah, so um there might be something to do with the little genes that I have in my uh, blood. Uh many of my family members they have been performers. So my aunt she's a soprano, my mom used to uh, play instruments, my dad uh sings in all the different family arrangements. So apparently people like to take like <laughs> the spot. <laughs> and then maybe i learned on the way i was actually not uh, not that good i would say i learned a lot on the way i learned a lot of tricks and um, a lot of different um, techniques on the go i learned how to use my body i remember my one of my first appearance on continuous uh, a continuous tv show back home in albania uh, the first thing I had to learn was how to uh, take care of my hair. So I would take half of the TV screen <laughs> with the hair and then I was like, okay, <laughs> this doesn't work and my hands are all over the place. So in every occasion when I had to pitch and present, there is something new that you face. And that was the case, for example, for China. A new environment, a new um, a new setting, a different audience uh, with uh, different expectations and such. So of course I had to prepare for it a lot. You might not believe it, but I had been thinking, even for the clothes for three weeks in a row uh, just (laughs) to be as as accurate as possible so that people can can read through me actually they can see through me never going besides my uh, my my type and my uh, personality that's a no-go so maybe you could feel that too you know during the pitch and then after the break conversations but i would say from if this goes to the ears of some of the other entrepreneurs and and startups, the, the first thing is that some guy, I don't recall his name, but he said, the best way to sound like you know what you're talking about It's actually to know what you're talking about. So, Acelergy, same as many other startups, changes go really, really fast. And believe it or not, even within uh, our team, a very uh, small dynamic team, five to ten people and many other uh, interns and and student assistants, there is a lot of things going on every time. So, every now and then we even go through uh, technical training for each other so that I can try to answer as many questions as possible besides my uh, business background, let's say. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I try to make sure that I can answer or at least direct for the answer to whoever is, is, is questioning about what I'm saying. And then, of course, in the pitch, I try to focus on very few messages, right? So I really want to make sure that people, when they leave the room, they know it's Salogy, it's replacing this and that. This is the raw material. These are the advantages in, in a nutshell, right? So very few yeah. messages and not going in very, very uh, many details about uh, whatever uh, sp- specifics in the technology and, and, and stuff like that, unless the pitch is completely targeted to a certain profiling of the company. For example, AdmaCon was very much into advanced uh, materials and types of materials and, and so technicalities were on the, you know, on the focus. And that makes sense there to include more, but Few messages they have to relate to the context where you're presenting. The use of a simple language, and this is why sometimes I come across as a weirdo, because I use terms that you would not think of in a a company, especially not in a biotech. But this simple language speaks more to the people, right? Especially if they're not uh, having English as, as their first mother tongue, and it's not my mother tongue either. So trying to read the audience, that obvious, I try to include daily experiences over there. So relate some of the uh, the problem that we're solving or how we're solving to whatever everybody's doing in their daily life. And finally, which I think is the best thing that I've learned to do with the passing of the years, is that I never learn a script by heart. And I've seen this happen really very much among startups. I also am a consultant for that. And I do that uh, at the university as part of my job. And I also do that uh, as a freelance. But I see that There's a tendency to learn every single line by heart. And this is where I say, please, please allow for flexibility in the script that you make. So it's rather better to have small statements, a red thread in the pitch, and then, of course, some um, punches where you can have a laugh or you can emphasize something very particularly many times, but do not have everything planned like military (laughs) (laughs) Uh, invading a new country or whatever. So uh, be flexible you never know something is going to go wrong and you should have a, a way to adapt to it on the spot it can it can be timing it can be technicals with the background and everything so just have some flexibility in your pitch
1: yeah and that definitely comes across in how you pitch it's a very balanced mix of Spontaneity, but also you're very well prepared. You know what you're talking about, and it comes across as very professional, but also very friendly and spontaneous. And that's a, a nice balance to to find. I'm Does sure you've
2: seen many startups in biotech, and I'm I'm flattered to hear that Celogy has been uh, delivering some of the best presentations. Because I'm sure you had the same experience with Isabel, and this is where I can give the last piece of advice: that in a company, it doesn't matter if you're the uh, the, the science guy or the business guy or whatever you are always able to deliver a message, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, you don't need to put certain people on certain corners for particular tasks the whole time. So Isabel has her own great originality, her her way to approach the audience, being friendly and such. Uh, She has her own way on how to do this. So um, allow other people. In, in the company to experiment with the pitching too.
1: No, I think that's a very good point. I mean, everyone will have a different style for sure. And you have a very clear signature style. Maybe we'll put a link in the description to one of your presentations or something. If you if you have a video somewhere for maybe our listeners to, to watch you pitch. And it's wonderful. I mean, we also really, really love seeing, as I said before, a company started by women. We'd love to have more women founders on the podcast too. And this this is a great example of a very successful female-driven enterprise. So tell us more, Serena, about what stage CellUG is at now um, in terms of your growth. So you mentioned you raised about 600,000K so far, which is great progress in a pretty short amount of time. What are you looking for at the moment? Are you uh, looking for further investors? Are you looking for pilot projects, industrial partners? What is the focus uh, right now?
2: So after we spent a great week in China together, Debbie and Isabel were pitching for National Geographic in Washington. And there we also scored the runners-up, so second place in the uh, National Geographic Open Challenge for Saving the Oceans. In the design category As uh, let's say, in again simple words, the second best uh, new materials <laughs> company in the world and or at least among the ones that were competing for the national geographic challenge. So with that we raised a few more thousands of dollars as soft funding but we also went into a almost final stage collaboration for a VC round with Sky Ocean Ventures from UK. And that's about a quarter of a million dollars in um, VC money. So this is actually great for our plans for scale-up. And in the last um, month, like January and seven days now in February, we are checking out some additional uh, like deals here in Denmark for for more further funding to have this uh, nice consortium so that our scale-up plan uh, again gets realized very quickly and, and uh, very, very fast for this year. And we are so lucky because in 2020, it's a new decade, but you know what, we have one more additional day. We have 29th of February, so we are so proud <laughs> and so happy to have one more day to do more stuff <laughs> in Seller for for this year. So we look forward to using that uh, very well definitely we look for for investors we look for biotech investors that have complementary skills to what we have found so far, either from the uh, investment side, but also from our partners and uh, the people we collaborate with, because sometimes also professionals. But we would mostly look for biotech investors who come with a lot of knowledge and actually that have a lot of empathy so that they can be patient and also accept that there is a learning curve for them too with Celogy, because we might not be the most common startup, I would say, out there. And then definitely we look for different types of collaborators for this 2020 scale-up plan with the different trials that we have. As I mentioned before, the barrier coding for cardboard, the strengthening for the corrugated material and so on. So we really want the right partners, either from the packaging industry, chemical firms and so on, to help and be part of the journey. In, in, in different presentations or different research uh, materials, you can see that for some of these big corporates, you don't necessarily need to invest to benefit financially from a startup, right? You can also become a customer or a, a simple collaborator. So this is what we're trying to very much also show to the different collaborators that it doesn't have to me be a money flow always. It can also be a relationship flow and with some other values that we exchange here, let's say sustainability agendas and other other types of agendas. Um, I can go on for hours if if we go through that <laughs> uh, that topic, but then definitely we also keep an eye for in, in industry advisors. That's why I mentioned the professionals previously. So whoever fits uh, with this style of work, that maybe you already could have a hunch by listening to this podcast or what you have read on LinkedIn on our website. Just uh, we are easily reachable. So just uh, write, text, email, whatever, and we'll see what uh, what we can put together uh, for this yeah, next stage that Celogy is trying to achieve.
1: Sounds good. And we'll make sure to put all of your contact information in the description of the podcast as well so everyone can easily find you. And we know that you're always available to answer questions, meet new people. In fact, I don't think there's anybody else in the world that has more energy than you in terms of meeting <laughs> new people all the time. And I think one of the uh, my favorite comments from China was when... Um, after you presented, someone sitting next to me said, oh, is her title engagement officer? That sounds like the perfect title for three. <laughs> she can engage anyone, anytime, in any conversation.
2: Well, I, I got a, a marriage proposal too, but uh, oh, very <laughs> after, good. after that, bit, so that was actually uh, coming with a package. Just It's very sad it was a professional network, so I could not take advantage. On
1: you <laughs> could not say yes. You see, sometimes you pitch, you don't know what's going to happen. You get investment, you get a new husband, who knows. Joke aside, we're very, very happy to have had you on our podcast. Is there anything else that we should have asked you that we haven't asked you that you would like to talk about?
2: Well, usually people say that we are a summary of our bad experiences. Um, So far, we have been lucky to go through a majority of good experiences. So, I'm actually very happy to be speaking on behalf of the, the team here um, and, and what we have been doing so far. So please, to everyone uh, who's going through the same journey, try to have as much positivity as possible. And and um, behind a, a startup and working for a startup and, and being with a startup team, there are so many layers that you can learn and also have fun and enjoy. and And I don't know, bring yourself to to a new you so so take advantage from that experience even if you are an intern or a whatever position you might have and and see it with the most i mentioned the empathy before but but see it as a little project that actually requires taking care of and not a place to uh, exploit Uh, opportunities for for the worst so uh, these journeys are to be remembered and you can never go through the same journey twice no matter how many startups you might have started or helped or supported every single one is very unique so treat it as as a unique one uh, just like that
1: oh that's lovely i think i can't say anything nicer than that so we might need to finish on this beautiful note Thank you so much for being with us today, Serena. And we'll see you soon, hopefully in Berlin.
2: Yeah, uh, we are there in Germany very often. So I'm definitely sure next time we're having some drinks. Cool. Wonderful.
1: <laughs> see you then. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Startup the Science. If you like our show and want to know more about
0: what we do, check out our website at enum.berlin. And don't forget to leave us a review. Until next time.